Hi everyone, I'm Becky. And this is Claire. And welcome to another episode of Podway. So as you all know, this is the podcast where we talk about theaters and plays. And today we have an interesting twist because in today's episode, we will be talking about sex. All right, so this one is going to be a shorty. <laughs> so I'll just give a synopsis. So the musical is presented in the form of like a pop concert. Um, so it's breaking the fourth wall quite a lot. And um, in the concert, all of the six wives of Henry VIII compete to determine which one of them suffered the most as a result of marrying him. So yeah, short and sweet. What, um, what history do you have with this? With this? Okay, so with the uh, musical itself, zero. <laughs> I have never heard of it before prepping for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I am a history fan, so yeah. I was quite familiar with the history and obviously the wives of Henry VIII yes. from, I have no idea how long ago, to be honest. I think I was first interested in this part of the history because I watched the movie The Other Bowling Girl. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I think that was the movie in the um in the musical. I think so. Yeah, it yeah, was very yeah. interesting. <laughs> I think if you're interested in this part of the history, you should watch that movie. There are still some differences between the movie versus the reality, but it was a pretty nice movie to watch in general. And well, the I've acting was great. Historically accurate at all, but yeah. <laughs> it has Scarlett Johansson and Ellie Portman. So yeah, you know the cast is great. <laughs> yeah, they actually do have a lot of amazing cast in it. But anyways, so I knew about this part of the history. I was always very interested in it. And I think by watching this musical, it helped me understand history even a little bit better. So I really enjoyed it in that regard. Yeah. Oh, my sister will be really proud that I'm going to say this. So my sister introduced me to this musical. Uh, I think I probably heard like one or two songs, probably like Don't Lose Your Head or something while I was just like listening to random songs on Spotify. But my understanding or realization of this musical exists came from her about like a year ago um, because she was like not obsessed. She, did, she didn't even listen to the entire thing yet, but she's like, oh my God, have you heard this? And I was like, no. So I checked it out and I enjoyed it a lot. So like you, I'm also really into history, but in terms of like English history, I've always been more interested in the Elizabethan or Edwardian era. So I haven't really looked into the Tudors as much until this musical. And uh, this musical really helped like open my eyes to the era. And I thought it was super interesting. So I'm, I'm happy to see that this exists. Um, but in terms of like, apart from listening to it before or being aware of it before and memorizing almost all the songs from before, I don't have that much history with it. All right, so I guess we can dig in. So the first song is Ex-Wives. So we don't see anything. There's like a black stage and we hear the famous mnemonic, which is divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. And then we see the six queens. They address the audience and ask them to listen to their individual stories. And they each introduce themselves. So the first one is Catherine of Aragon. Um, She is loyal to the Catholic Church. The second is Anne Boleyn, and she's the reason why the Church of England exists. And also, um, in her introduction, she kind of alludes to the reason why she got beheaded. The next one after that is Jane Seymour. She produced a male heir, and um, she was also the only one that King Henry truly loved, according to her. And then she died uh, shortly after giving birth. After Jane, there is Anna of Cleve, who who got divorced because she didn't look like her portrait. And then we have Catherine Howard, who got beheaded due to extramarital affairs. And finally, we have Catherine Parr, who survived. So um, as I mentioned before, the entire show is kind of like staged as a pop concert. And they break the fourth wall quite a bit. And this is like how they break the fourth wall from the very, very get-go. So um, the six introduce or address the audience again. And they also introduce the band. Um, so they're very nice that way they did as well in Hades Town, which I thought was really nice because I think the band often gets overshadowed and they don't get the credit they deserve. So I was happy they did that. And then, um, the queens want to judge which one of them had the worst life. And in order for this to be fair, they reason that the audience has to judge based on their commonality and their only commonality is that they're all married to Henry VIII. So they stage a contest. The queen that had the hardest time with Henry will be the one to lead the pop band. 
what do you think about ex-wives? So just for the record, I went into this musical not knowing what to expect. I warned you though. <laughs> I know, I know you did warn me about this one being very different from all the other musicals that we watched before. Yes. And you're right. I just didn't know how different we were talking about. I think it was a very interesting experience. Was it a shock? <laughs> a little bit. So I didn't know the style of the musical was going to be so modern. Okay. And when we say it's like a hip hop concert, it really gives you the vibe. Like there's a lot of screening. There's a lot of interaction with the audience. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of shouting and very much like you're just there in a concert versus totally. you're there watching a performance. Mm -hmm. So very interesting experience for me. Um, Music-wise, I appreciate that it has a very modern tone and a modern style to it. I think because of that, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And because it's very hyped up in a way, mm -hmm. that they're very engaging. Like The actress, they're so good at just engaging the audience. Um, and I appreciate that. I just yeah. didn't come in with the right expectation, I think. Okay, um, so my warning did not work out, I guess. Um, I mean, you did warn me, so I knew that it was going to be different. I just didn't know how different. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that but makes like, sense. If it didn't achieve the, like, oh, you know, take away the expectation, then maybe I should have done a better job warning. No, no, it's fine. I think it's a nice surprise anyway. Okay. Um, and as far as the acting goes, there isn't really a lot of acting to it. So I feel like I have a little bit of mixed feelings about this musical. I really appreciate it because of its mu music style aside from that the the style and the format and the presentation is not something that I like the most and I mm -hmm. feel like I'll just keep kind of bringing that up so you just you guys just have to bear with me okay okay <laughs> but but yeah but as far as the music goes I liked it and it has really nice beat to it yes yeah um so I think it's important to say, so this is like a historical musical, right? And it's a set in a modern day. So it definitely very much echoes Hamilton. It came after. So this was made in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. It got a lot of accolade like Hamilton. So it's like both in West End and in um, in Broadway, on Broadway. So um, both of them have a lot of similarities in that sense. And this one is even more fringe because even though like, Hamilton was a rap musical, which is not something that existed, and like more popish musical did exist. It's very short, um, so it's almost like a musical, but still, like it has a lot of uh, a lot of interesting aspects. They're very non-traditional within musicals. So as we constantly mentioned, it's like a pop concert, and they break the fourth wall constantly. The fact that it's very short, the fact that it doesn't involve much acting in it, all of it, I think, make it very unique. But it's definitely something that can. Uh, alienate people or something that can make people like love it even more um all right so very much very very much inspired by Hamilton and as I mentioned it did um go on Broadway and on West End so it also got nominated for a bunch of awards it's a it's a deserving musical but I guess you'll hear my final opinions in the end so as you mentioned I think you mentioned like um the other Bolin this is referenced here when she's when uh Anne Bolin says I'm that Bolin girl because of the movie, for example. I thought it was really, really cute when they said, like, remember us from PBS? I was like, oh my god, that's hilarious. And I don't know, I, I thought it was, like, a very catchy song, X-Wives. Like, definitely this is something that I remembered very shortly after starting to listen to the, to the musical. So it starts off with a popish way, and the fact that it combines all of them, it gives it, like, a very um, unified theme. And as you will see with each individual solo that will come afterwards, every single um, wife has her own signature and they're all inspired by current pop icons. And um, this one and the last one are the only songs that I guess are sang together. Well, I guess House of Holbein as well, but House of Holbein is for the narrative. But um, yeah, so this one has like a, a distinct feeling compared to all the other songs that will come uh, afterwards. And I thought it was really, really nice. Yeah. Um, and they also include a lot of like different references, like especially with Ad Bullion, actually, when she says like, oh, my sleeves may be green, but my lipstick's red. And um, I like when yeah. they... What's up with that? Like, do you know why she was so much associated with the color green? 
Yeah, so Henry wrote a poem about her. And yeah, the poem included that like her sleeves were green. And she also referenced the poem afterwards. So um, when they talk about how their lives would have been in the last song if they hadn't married Henry, she's like, oh, I took the poem Henry wrote about me and I turned it into a remix. So um, her sleeves being green is something that stuck. And also um, something that she references later on, the fact that like it was rumored that she had six fingers and like any kind of deformities back then were a sign of the devil and it was kind of associated with the fact that people said that she was a witch um so yeah they, they had a lot of like cute little historical nods that i thought were very nice the lipstick the but my lipstick red portion is like oh you know that's alluding to her being flirtatious flirtatious with other men which is why she got beheaded i really like that anna of cleves spoke german i was like oh my god german pride thank you I mean, she is from germany she is from germany but i didn't yeah. expect her to speak german <laughs> you know i don't know how accurate her german is though she doesn't say anything that is very difficult she's like ich bin anna right so it's like my name like i'm anna or she says like das ist gut that's good i think like even non like german speakers can understand her german most of the time but yeah, later on in the House of Holbein, they also have another, like, uh, they have a lot of puns that involve German, which I like. But yeah, they have, like, a lot of cute nods that I really like in this song and in every other song that um, comes afterwards. And in terms of um, how historically accurate, I think except for Anne Boleyn, almost all of the um, almost all of the portrayals are also very historically accurate, which is really nice. There's just, like, another thing I want to point out. So, first of all, their costume is yeah. something that was really shocking to me because it's so modern and it's, it's not even in the modern sense that you see it sometime on the street or something. It's very, I don't know how to say it. It's like, it, it feels like a warrior slash shiny sort of style. Like it I have no words. To me, yes, yeah. yes, definitely. And they each have like represents a color, which I like. Mm-hmm. because it, that is very unique and at first like you have no idea like who's who like it, it just helps you distinguish and identify who's playing who kind of do you have a favorite so, costume favorite costume I, <laughs> you do I'm okay you can go ahead and share uh no no I'm going to let you go ahead also I'm going to ask you in advance what's your favorite song because you didn't say what was your favorite song for Sweeney I think you're oh. <laughs> whizzling away from not disclosing your favorite all song right, for a while. all right I have to think about the costume piece, but my favorite song from this musical would be Heart of Stone. Oh. <laughs> Why? This is the only song in the musical that I skip every time I listen to Seriously? It. This is the only song that I wouldn't skip, to be oh honest, but we will talk more about that later. <laughs> yes. But anyways, what about you? Um, My favorite, co- well, I'll, I'll actually say my favorite song when it comes, because I haven't been whistling like, uh, from it. But my favorite costume is definitely Catherine of Aragon. Mm, that's fair. I don't really, I feel like I don't really have a preference, to be honest. I don't like any of them, to be really, really honest with you. <laughs> I'm not too fond of this style, but I can appreciate it in a concert, I sure. feel like. True, yeah. true. Um, the other piece that I found really interesting is that when they introduced their band members, what do you call them? Like the the ladies that they have as queens? Before? Oh, the audience, ladies in, wa- in waiting? Yes, ladies in waiting. That's yes. the, the term. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it was so interesting because you get to learn so much mm-hmm. too. And um, it's very, very, I think it's very neat. Like I there's so- a lot of details in this musical that just kind of makes you smile a little bit if you understand where it comes from yeah and especially like so I uh, as I mentioned wasn't very interested in the Tudor era era just because I thought it was like so bloody it wasn't really like something that I gravitated towards so I listened to this without having much knowledge at all about the time uh and then after researching a little bit more I came back to it and it gave me a whole new appreciation for the musical so even if you're not totally familiar with what's going on in the Tudor era before listening to the musical if you research it after you will have a whole new and deeper appreciation um oh and about a costume the only costume change that happened was with Anne of Cleves um which I liked so literally besides Anne of Cleves like Every single costume stayed the same. Um, and we'll go back to her song later, but the crowd literally went wild for like a minute when she had the costume change. 
Um, all right, so now we can move on to No Way. Uh, no way is Catherine of Aragon solo. So she is shipped from Spain to marry Arthur, who is Henry's brother. Arthur dies and she's imprisoned for seven years. She then remarries to Henry. Um, and then seven years later, they still don't have a male heir. They have a girl whose name is Mary. She had a lot of like, she's actually Bloody Mary. If you guys are familiar with the like. Um, the drink. I no. was thinking about like, you know how. You're supposed to, if you say like bloody like bloody Mary in front of the mirror three times, she's supposed to come like hunt you and kill you. Oh wow, you're very dark, Becky. No, 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 no. This is something that ever I swear, like as a as a kid, this is something that they used to scare you with all the time, all the time. Really? Yeah. I I think I just grew up in a different environment. I never heard of that. Okay, but I'm sure you have like your own like ways to scare children. This is one yeah. way. To- okay okay interesting Um, and fun fact so the reason why she's named bloody mary is because when she became queen she um hunted down all the protestants and to kill them because her mother and catherine is uh, loyal to the church so to the vatican the catholic church so she wanted to make england catholic again so yeah (laughs) wait that's a fun fact for you that's a fun that's a fun fact because Bloody Mary, like, I had no idea it was associated with an actual person. What? Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, I always kind of knew that, so I don't okay. know. It's an interesting <laughs> fact, not a fun fact, but okay. Well, that's true. Um, all right. So after they have Mary and not a male heir, Henry starts cheating. So Henry brings another girl, which we'll learn later is Anna Boleyn, uh, Anne Boleyn, into the palace. And he wants to move Catherine into a convent, which doesn't happen. So she sings about that in no way. And as I mentioned before, all the queens are inspired by real-life pop singers. So um, Catherine of Aragon is inspired by Beyonce and Shakira. And I think that's really evident in her costume, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what did you think of No Way? Musically, I liked it. It's very, it has that very um, modern, independent women, that sort of modern feeling to it. Um, and it's really catchy, too. Yes. But other than that, I really don't have much thought to it. Like, the versions that I watched, the actress who played um, Catherine of Aragon, she always had, like, her eyes super big. <laughs> she was, like, staring into the air almost. So, like, visually, it's very intimidating mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have really good vibes on the stage. And it's really, really engaging. Yeah, and one fact that I like about this style, I guess, is that how when one queen sings, like the other queens kind of stay as like um almost like a backup dancer or like yeah, yeah or like just like the supporting vocals. <laughs> and I really like about that because it gives like the attention to that one queen while they don't really take away the fact the presence of the other queens too. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. Yeah. Um, totally agree. So I think this song is super catchy. Um, it's one of the songs I continuously go back to because it's just so nice to listen to. Like, every time she says, no, 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 no way, like, that immediately, immediately puts me in a good mood. Um, I really like all the, like, in the lyrics, they kind of, like, try to put a lot of religiosity into it. She's like, oh, so you read a Bible verse, um, stuff like that, um, because she's very deeply religious. And I also, like, she has a lot, they have a lot of imagery about, like, her praying on her knees and stuff like that. Um, And I also feel really bad for her because she's been loyal, not only to him, but to his brother. um, Or I guess to the entirety of the monarchy in England for so long. And even though Henry is a difficult man to deal with, he's been cheating on her, he has a temper, um, like, she has to deal with a lot of disrespect, but she never complained before, even when he brought, like, Anne literally to the palace, um, it's just when he asked her to leave that she had an issue. So, honestly, you must have, like, the patience of a saint 
in order to deal with what she dealt with. Um, so I don't know. She she probably deserves a lot of appreciation. She did have a lot of a lot of difficulty in her life. Yeah, definitely. Historically, I think I really feel bad for her as well. She's totally. really spotless. Like there is nothing bad that you can say about her as a queen. I think. Mm-hmm. And she literally addressed it. It's like, oh, if you can like say a single thing I've done to cause you pain, I'll go. And he couldn't say anything in the show. So I was like, okay, they acknowledged that she didn't do anything wrong. And yet she was so wronged by Henry. Um, so that's, I guess, why she has a place in the contest in the first place. And as I mentioned before, the song is great. It's really catchy. It's one of my favorites on the show. All right, so after that, the six minus Anne try to remember who came next after um, Catherine. And then they remember there was a queen that people actually care about in history because she's <laughs> the one who changed history, and that's Anne Boleyn. So we're introduced to Anne Boleyn. Anne grew up in the French court, and then she moved to England. And soon after moving, um, she got courted by Henry. And when Anne showed that the interest was mutual, Henry had her move into the palace. She posed Henry with an ultimatum after that, and he had to choose between her and Catherine of Aragon. So she and Henry tried to elope and kind of like go around that, but the Pope banned this. So uh, in order to like get around that and uh, around the Pope and actually marry Anne, um, Henry had to start the Church of England, which is Protestant rather than Catholic, um, and therefore the Protestant Church also allowed divorce. So the Church of England was fine, was founded, they got married, and after that Henry started cheating on Anne, Anne got angry, and to make him jealous she flirted with other men. Henry decides to behead her for this. So um, Anne was inspired by Avril Lavigne and Lily Ellen. Um, I just wanted to say that probably this is the least accurate portrayal of um, out of all the queens. Definitely. So like, yeah, they said like she wasn't interested in politics, stuff like that. Like she also, they portrayed her as kind of an airhead. So I just wanted to put that into perspective here because she actually was a pretty impressive lady. She, apart from like, her like her marriage resulting in the Church of England. She also gave birth to Elizabeth, also known as Queen Elizabeth I. So uh, very important. And um, I really like this song. So this is like one of my top two. It's not my favorite, but it's almost there. It's really, really fun. It's really catchy, even though it's historically inaccurate. And she has a very lovable personality. Like she's the sassiest out of all of them. As you see later on, like she always talks back and she always talks smack. So I really like Anne. And of course, they also inject a lot of like references here, uh, which is also really, really nice. Yeah, it's really funny when uh, she makes a lot of head joke in this musical. And obviously in this number too, she just mentioned several times that he really wants my head. There's a line saying that don't lose your head. Mm-hmm. And you can probably tell that she means her head, like literally. Oh, no, no. It's- when she says he really wants my head in the end, she like, oh, this is going to get inappropriate. But this is like a like oral sex joke. No, no, no. I get that. I'm okay. saying like the very last line. This is like, don't lose your head. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because right before the last line when she says, he really wants my head, that was the oral sex joke. That that was before this. But anyways, there was a lot of jokes, puns, and really, uh, she makes a lot of jokes about her own death, and I just find it very funny. And like you said, it's historically not accurate at all. There's a little bit of historical accuracy, but compared to the other queens, definitely not a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she had great ambition and if you read a little bit of history you know like Anne planned all this by herself um and she shows great interest in politics like you said she actually (laughs) she actually tried to get involved in politics several times and I think that's one of the reasons she eventually lost um Henry's affection yeah and and on top of that as well yes and on top of that like she didn't manage to 
I guess, give him a son that he was asking for. So all these reasons contributed to her downfall. But anyways, Anne in the history context is a very interesting historical figure that I always enjoy reading about. Mm -hmm. And even I think I might have a bias towards her just because like the reason why I had the interest in this part of history is because of that movie, right? Yeah. And and in that movie is the main characters. I feel like I do have a great bias towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see them trying to portray a different version of Anne. I feel like her character in this version is a little bit blunt or a blunt though, um, just because like she is a very complex person and she showed like very different personality mm-hmm. in history. And I feel like that would have been very interesting if they try to explore that a little bit more. So for me, it's a little bit unfortunate that it wasn't an accurate um, portrayal of her character or like mm-hmm. her person. Mm-hmm. Music wise, it's it's okay. Like I feel like the when I say it's okay, I mean like it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the vocal of Anne is very special. I think I find it very <laughs> what, interesting. Special in what way? It just she has a very unique voice. Mm. Is what I found. Um, mm-hmm. When I put the music in this episode, guys, it's probably going to be the original recording, so it's not the version that I watched. Yeah. But if you guys are interested, um, you can always go on YouTube and Google and to see like what she sounded like. I think it's really interesting, and then it's very rare to see that sort of vocal. You watched the Broadway version, by the way, if you're yes. Googling it. <laughs> on the Broadway stage, so... Um, very, very unique. Not in a bad mm-hmm. way. I just find it very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the musical originated out of England, um, as it should, I guess, in this case. Um, and they kind of interjected modern day, like, British jokes. So, like, when she says, and who am I kidding? I was pret a Um, so I think, like, Pret is, like, a very popular coffee chain, um, in England. And when my brother and I went there for a trip, he pretty much survived half on Pret. So um, it is very, very popular. They have a good vegan range. So it kind of like references both modern day and also the fact that she's French. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really, really cute. She's actually uh, not French. She just grew up in the French court. Sorry, you're right. Yes. When yeah. she grew up in that she grew up in the court. And also they involve a lot of like texting language, like XO Baby, for example. Um L O L is the another one. L O L, exactly. Say O L. Um, so I yeah. thought that was really, really cute. Like, yeah. It's like very modern day and it goes kind of like with the idea of her being like almost a valley girl. I know valley girl is a very like American concept, but this is kind of like what sprang to mind. Yeah. And also like she tried to do a British accent in between of the song. And that <laughs> is also very interesting. Yes. And I just find it very funny. Yes. Yeah. The real one would, would not have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, so are you excited? We're going towards your favorite song. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but I don't have much to say about it, so we'll I, see. I see. So, um, as I mentioned, it's Jane's turn. So the other queens make fun of her for even competing, since Jane is the only one Henry actually loved. And she also gave him, like, the male heir that he wanted so much. Um, but since she never got to enjoy her happy marriage and her son, because she died, like, almost right after, she doesn't think of herself as very lucky. So um, Jane kind of tries to come to Henry's defense, saying he isn't as cold-hearted as he seems. And then Jane says that she stayed by Henry's side, despite the fact that he was a difficult husband because she loved him. And uh, she kind of like sings about it. You can build me up, you can tear me down, you can try. Um, before that, I guess, like, when, when Jane kind of tries to say that, like, Henry isn't very cold-hearted, we get to see more of, like, Anne sassiness. So, <laughs> Anne went, like, yeah, um, there was this one really cute time when I had a daughter and he chopped my head off. <laughs> that's hilarious. 
just ruined the moment. Exactly. And she does it all the time. She constantly references her like head being chopped. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. She, by the way, uh, Jane was inspired by Adele and Zia. I think the Adele inspiration is very, very well pronounced. There are some of them that I can like maybe see the inspiration if I squint. So like um, Anne Boleyn with like Avril Lavigne. So we're in Canada and in Canada, we're very much aware of Avril Lavigne. I didn't get that much Avril from like Anne. Um, but I think Adele is oozing from every single fiber of Heart of Stone. Yeah. So what do you think of it? I like the song musically. I think it's a beautiful song. Um, the performance that we watched on, so the Broadway version is so emotional, so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- it's a good performance, for it's sure. It's a very, very stunning performance, for yeah. sure. And she just conveys so much emotions and feelings into this one song. I think it's so incredible. And by the end, towards the end of the song, like she cried as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was the moment that it kind of emotionally struck me too. Mm-hmm. So I, historically, I didn't like Jane so much. Or like, not maybe that like is the wrong word, but I just didn't find her too interesting Yeah. to begin with. She's a very normal historical figure like she fell in love with Henry and then she gave birth to their son and then she died there really isn't much that happened she was only queen for like a year and most of the time she was pregnant so she couldn't really do much anyways so the time that she actually showed up in this part of history was very very brief and I feel like maybe that's also part of the reason why Henry had a very good memory of her. Um, so he claimed that she was the wife that he loved the most. But aside from that, I just really didn't find this too interesting. It's very ordinary, very almost mm-hmm. boring, to be honest. Yeah. But it just, the song itself, it's just very powerful. I honestly didn't like the part when she was like, I love you so much, Harry, even though you probably not going to love me if I didn't give you a son. The oh, love okay. only exists. Because she said it in the lyrics. She's like, if I didn't... No, no, no. How come you didn't like it? Oh, I thought it was very love blind. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there wasn't too much personality to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I just didn't find it too interesting. But the performance itself is very powerful. So I feel like I really enjoy the song musically. And I'm always a big fan of Adele. So that explains (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but aside from that, like the message itself... The character itself mm-hmm. is not much. And that's fair. I think all the um, performances here are amazing. Very top-notch. And very, yeah. um, songs that I didn't really like all that much still had amazing performances. And it kind of, like, gave me um, a startle. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is pretty nice. This is especially true for um, I Don't Need a I don't need your love. Um, I thought that performance, in my opinion, was the best, even though this is my second least favorite song, Heart of Stone being my least favorite song. Um, (laughs) And that's nothing against, you know, Jane or Jane's performance. Again, it's very, very good. It's just not the kind of sound that I jive with personally. Um, And I also thought her character was the most boring. So, yeah, yeah, coupled with that, that just didn't do much for me personally. Um, did you notice the Adele influences while, while you heard it? I'm not sure if you were familiar or you were aware that they were all inf- like influenced by real-life pop stars. I was not aware that they were all influenced by like pop stars, but I did feel like the similar vibe to yeah. it. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, and definitely the, the Beyonce one. So like the, the first song, No Way, as well. Yeah. yeah. Beyonce is also an inspiration. She isn't quoted as an inspiration but she definitely inspires Anna um Anna of Cleves so I'll, I'll talk about it when it comes but <laughs> to the next and it comes almost right next so the next song is House of Holbein so Henry decided to look for a wife outside of England and to find his next queen Henry gets a famous painter Hans Holbein in Germany to paint girls from around Europe So Henry will pick a girl to marry based on the painting that Hans Holbein sent him. So the queens think about the dangerous beauty regimens the girls had to engage in for their portrait to look the best. And um, after that, they kind of like present different portraits like Tinder. So like Henry would swipe 
left or right, depending on who he likes. So eventually, Henry swipes right on Anna of Cleves. So any thoughts about the House of Holbein? Musically, it's okay. I don't really like it. Yeah, it's very, like, rave. (laughs) Yeah. I find a part where they made it looks like Tinder very interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. And very creative, too. But I just... Overall, I don't find myself vibing with the music all that much. And mm-hmm. um, and the costume is a little bit weird, too, for me. <laughs> it's not something that I enjoy necessarily. So they all kind of put on their green, weird sunglasses. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, and I have a thing against neon color. Yeah, I feel or like. yeah. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah or yeah. What was that supposed to mean? So in the song, they say, yeah, oh, yeah, does this go to oh, yeah, all the oh time, gosh. because yeah is like yes in German, so that's why, but yeah. Yes, 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 <laughs> I don't get your German joke, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, um, yeah. I can see what you mean about the costumes, the costume, like the neon glasses, again, it's supposed to be like a rave, um, and I don't think you would get along with raves I think it will be like the antithesis of everything you love so I can totally see about that they also have like collars that they added to their costumes to make it look more like history like I guess um and maybe to show kind of like the beauty regimens they had to go through so as I just mentioned they did have a lot of German references in here because Hans Holbein is German so they said like oh ignore the fear and you'll be fine we'll turn this fear four into a nine so just say yeah and don't say nine so like Fear is for nine, as in the English character or the English number. And then, yeah, yes, nine is no. So they have a lot of, like, cute little German things that I feel like most people would understand. And as a person who minored in German, I appreciate it. So I also really enjoy the music because I really like music that is, like, energetic. So I I liked this one. I also like the fact that they're acknowledging all the crazy things that women had to go through um, and how shallow and dangerous they are. So I like that perspective too. Okay, so since that's, I guess, all we have to say about House of Holbein, we'll go to the next one. So I'm going to disclose straight away, this is my favorite song. I love Get Down so, 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 so much. And if you trash it, I'll come for you, Claire. So... (laughs) Um, when Anna was presented to Henry, he decides to divorce her because she didn't look like her portrait. And she got a lot of money and land in the settlement, and she never remarried. You, you said that I tricked you, cause I, I didn't look like my profile picture too. Too bad I don't agree. So she's inspired by Rihanna and Nicki Minaj, but okay, I see. I see the inspiration in her song and in her attitude and everything, but I don't understand how it's also not Beyonce because she says, okay, ladies, let's get in reformation. And that's obviously, obviously um, a reference to Beyonce. So it's a bit shady. Um, She also looks like she's having the most fun. She like milks every moment and every attention that she gets. And I love it so much. At one point, one one member of the audience, I think, tries to like climb into the stage. And she's like, get down. This is my moment. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, So, yes, I have my eternal love and support and everything that is good in the song. It's the best. Hands down. I will not take any criticism. Thank you. What are your thoughts, Claire? Uh, I don't like it. No. So, <laughs> no, I just wanted to say that to see your reaction. Um, but <laughs> truth be told, this is one of the songs that I enjoy the least 
So like kind of like on my bottom part of my list and it has nothing, nothing to do with the performance. I feel like maybe you have a style that you like, which is very similar to get down. And I in general, like enjoy more of the emotional songs Mm -hmm. like heart of stone. And because we have fundamental preference of like different style songs, like that's why we have very different perspective on the music and all that is to try to say that I don't hate the song, but it's just, I don't feel that much towards it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And historically speaking, Anna is just not somebody who showed up too often. Or, like, she was there for, like, a very brief period of time. That's and fair. after she got divorced from um, by Harry, like, she just got moved into a palace, like, what the lyric says. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of lives there happily forever. And that's kind of just it. Like, she didn't do anything additional. Like, there is no additional story. Um, She's just kind of like that. So, very limited exposures as to, like, what kind of person she is, what kind of things that she she did. So, not much opportunity to know her, Mm -hmm. to learn about her. And it makes me less likely to have a bias towards her or to like her. Um, I have to say, I agree with you when you said the actress, like, she had such a good time on stage mm-hmm. you can really see that she's enjoying herself so much um and it's such a pleasure just to watch it to be honest because you can when the actors on stage are enjoying it you feel it yeah. and when you feel it, like you enjoy it too <laughs> so I really like the energy she has and the passion she has for this performance mm-hmm. that's really amazing but just music itself I don't I'm not too fond of the song itself. Um, but yeah, but I enjoyed it nevertheless. Um, and she's really charming too. She's, <laughs> she's really charming. cute. Very, very adorable. Mm-hmm. True. So again, I really, really like it. In terms of the narrative. So first of all, I'd like to say that she didn't paint her portrait. She had nothing to do with it. Um, so any blame should no, be... No, no, I'm not blaming her. Oh, no, 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 no. In, in general, not, not just... Any blame should be put on Hans Holbein, not on her. But also there is historical um, counting that say, like, for example, it's probably not that he didn't like how she looked like. He met her before he saw the painting uh, or before they married. Sorry. So he knew what she looked like in real life. So it's very unlikely that that was the case. It's more likely that um, Anne also also knew who he was, Anna, and um, she didn't really think that highly of him. So because she didn't like him that much, even though he was a king, he kind of like was disillusioned with her, more likely. Um, so that was that was most likely what happened rather than the famous thing of like, she didn't look like her portrait. Um, and also there was something to do with like Henry being impotent and stuff like that, that um, made their marriage never consummated. So there are a lot of like, shade that should be should that should be like thrown into it because it's not necessarily that she didn't look like her picture it's um other stuff that happened in history that is unrelated to her looks all right so after that we move to the most tragic of songs the most tragic of songs by far who should have probably won the contest without any difficulty so the queens introduce Catherine Howard after bickering with no resolution in terms of which one of them suffered the most. Um, so Catherine is very beautiful. Um, however, she has been sexually assaulted since she was 13 and up until her death. So um, she got beheaded as a result of men taking advantage of her um, and Henry finding out about it. He just cares so much, it feels legit. We have a connection. I think this guy is different Cause all you wanna do, all you wanna do, baby Is touch me, love me, can't get enough see All you wanna do, all you wanna do, baby Is please me, squeeze me, birds and the bees me Run your fingers through my hair Tell me I'm the fairest on the fair Playtime's over So I guess we'll go house by house. Um, so she got sexually assaulted first by her music teacher, teacher Henry Mannix. 
Then she got sexually assaulted by her grandmother's secretary, Frances Durham, and she met Henry shortly after that. And then when Henry neglected her, she started an affair with Thomas Culpepper, and then uh, she got beheaded as a result of the affair. So all she wanted actually was to have friends or people that she can emotionally connect to, but um, men always sought to take advantage of her um, and her looks. And um, in terms of like who she was inspired by, she was inspired by Ariana Grande, and I think that's really apparent through her costume. And Very Britney- obvious. Yes, yeah. very obvious. And Britney Spears as well, which is maybe more about like her life story um, and how they relate. But in terms of like the music, uh, in the Mannix verse, because he, he was a music teacher, they have a lot of like innuendos about different instruments and different scales. And um, every instrument that she names, the person who plays the instrument kind of like has a little solo to symbolize the music. And then during the Thomas verse, um, the other queens keep touching her to symbolize her continuous rapes. But yeah, it's really such a sad song despite it being very, very pop-like. And personally, it was very, very difficult for me to listen to it for a long while. I couldn't like, I always skipped it all the time because it was so heartbreaking to, to hear. So yeah. What do you yeah, think? Of it? Very sad, really sad. Honestly, like the the first time I I listened to this, I didn't know too much about Catherine's story, mm-hmm. and um, I know she's a cousin of Anne. Yes, his second queen, and the the Thomas, what was his name? Like the last person that she had a relationship with. He's also his uh, her cousin as well. Mm-hmm. So. You know Henry has a thing for this family because he married, I think, not only two times, but almost three times from this family, too, because, Mm -hmm. oh, Jane is also their distant cousin, I think. So definitely has a thing for this family. Catherine has such a tragic life. Mm -hmm. She, When the time she was executed, she was only like... Nobody really knows the uh, the exact age she yeah. when she died, but it was somewhere between anything from 17 to like 21. I she was for it. sure like dead before 21. Mm-hmm. So very, very young. And when she got married to Harry, Harry was like already what, like 40, 50 something. So imagine that sort of life growing up in a house where everybody just kind of seeks your beauty and trying to take advantage of you she's also known for being the most beautiful out of the six wives so it's really really sad and I have to say the actress does a really good job because the first half of the song it looks like it's a party like she was there having fun and if you don't pay close attention to the lyrics you don't even know what's really going on behind behind the, the song. Mm-hmm. But as we move into the second half of the song, where she was betrayed multiple times when she feels like she can trust a guy, and then it just turns out that the guy is just using her to either get um, political power or just to try to go after her look or her body. She, when she sings the line, is like, why did I think he would be different? Is never going to be different. Mm-hmm. It just breaks my heart so much. Um, mm-hmm. So I just have a soft spot for for Catherine. Yeah. Yeah, she she really deserves so much better. And it just breaks my heart every time I listen to the song now. Mm-hmm. Music-wise, it's a, it's a good song, but it's just very hard to listen to because of the, the message uh, behind the song. Yes. Um, yeah, for me, this song is probably tied with No Way in terms of like my third favorite. I never can decide between like No Way and this one. Um, I think it's a very good song despite being very, very heavy. Even though the subject matter is horrifying, it's also very important. And they do kind of like refer back to it saying that it still happens today and criticize it. Um, which I appreciated as well. If you ignore the subject matter, I really like all the music puns. Um, and in windows, I thought they were very clever. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally like Ariana Grande. I like Britney Spears, so it's probably very likely that I would like the song. But I think it's lyrically clever and also musically very nice. Just horrifying to listen to sometimes. Yeah. All right, and we're going to the last solo here. So the last solo is I Don't Need Your Love. So the queens continue to bicker about who had it worse. Um, honestly, again, as I mentioned, it's no contest. Catherine Howard had it worst. But um, Catherine 
par interrupts the bickering to say they should not argue among themselves. The other queens aren't impressed by this. So in order to appease them, Catherine talks about her own story. So we learn that Catherine par there are three Catherines, so it's important to say, was married before, um, but her husband died. And in order to be not ostracized by the court, she had to keep her marrying. So she was married twice before Henry. Catherine writes a letter to her love, Thomas Seymour, who is Jane's brother, ending their relationship, um, which she did against her will because Henry wanted to marry her. Yeah, so Catherine doesn't want to think about the hardship she went through because of Henry. Instead, she chooses to discuss her own accomplishment. So um, she says that she was a writer. She fought for women's education and liberation. Um, but even though she has a lot of accomplishments, people only know her because of Henry. So she was inspired by Alicia Keys and Emily Sande. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I'm not sure. I've never heard of her before this. So, and she also has the voice of an angel, by the way. This is my second least favorite song here. And um, I thought the performance was breathtaking. Um, but the other queens come to the realization that there is more to them beside being Henry's wives. So um, they shouldn't compete among themselves. Instead, they should celebrate each other. And they decide to reclaim their story by singing together, I don't need your love, instead of comparing each other's suffering. So what do you think of this? It is a nice song. And mm-hmm. I really like her vocal. It's really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have great admiration for Catherine Parr mm-hmm. as a historical figure as well. Imagine getting married two times and then three times. She got married like four times, I think. Right? In total? Um, three times, according to what she says here. But I didn't, I don't, I don't. Oh, I think the last time it happens after Henry died. Yeah, it's. It, I think that's the case. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I like her a lot, and mm-hmm. she has really, really beautiful makeup, I have to say. <laughs> I just have to mention it. It looks so nice. Yeah, I, I can see where the musical is trying to go in terms of um, painting a more independent, like, woman, modern female, that sort of image. Mm-hmm. I honestly appreciate that. I just don't know if it fits into the context of the story that well. For her, like for Catherine Parr herself, it definitely makes it very convincing because she did accomplish a lot of different things and she's not just somebody's wife. But other than her, I'm not sure if that's the same for everybody else. Yeah. So take Jane, for example. Like I said, I just never find her, like the personality of her too interesting or like yeah. historically, she's just not that much. But yeah, but that's just my personal opinion again. I think like musically, it's good it's not the best because that's reserved for Anna um (laughs) but it's good um I like the message behind it a lot uh and obviously the vocal as I mentioned absolutely breathtaking she has the voice of an angel she sounds gorgeous uh and I really appreciate that but apart from that I don't really have much to say about the song yeah All right, so we come to the final song, which is six. So they decide to change their ending from the tragedy that they experienced to an uplifting end. So the queens reimagine how their lives would be like if they hadn't married Henry. We're one of a kind, no category. So Catherine of Aragon would have joined a choir in a nunnery, and they would have become famous that way. And Anne Boleyn um, would have made a remix of the poem that Henry wrote her, and the remix would become big, and she would write um, lyrics for Shakespeare. Or what? how did you call him? Shakespeare? 
I think so. <laughs> um, Jane get to see her son and have more children, and then they would make a band together as a family. Anna went back to Germany and party together with the House of Holbein, and then they would tour Prussia. Catherine Howard rejected Henry and uh, sings for herself as a solo. And then finally, Catherine Parr united all the songs and the singer together and uh, started a band of their own. So what do you think of Six? It's a nice song, again. To be honest, like, the first song kind of reminds me of Silbot Tango from yes, Chicago. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I was like, this sounds just way too similar, so it, it's gotta <laughs> be. Yeah, we see that sort of connection between these ladies from the first song. Like, it's a different sort of connection, and even friendship almost in this last song and I think it's nice that they kind of paint us an interesting picture of what their lives could have looked like or like could look like without Henry Mm -hmm. in modern days and I think it's a very interesting take I don't know I just enjoy them singing together I hope that they have more songs to sing to be honest um by the time I watched well like I watched till this part um it's almost the end and as good as these songs go, it's really a short musical, so I kind of hope that they have more. Um, I like this one. I don't like it as much as Ex-Wives, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I like Ex-Wives better, but um, one of the kind of category, Too Many Years Lost in History, is something that constantly I get reminded of, and like out of nowhere, it just pops into my head, and I have to sing the entire thing. So it is very catchy. I like that it, they all get reunited, and they all get to have their moment of happiness, um, despite everything that happened to them in real life. And they're trying to like make the best out of a bad situation. But yeah, mainly my appreciation for the song comes from this like two lines, which is the one of a kind of category, because it's so memorable and so catchy. It's a good song. I don't skip it, uh, but it's not as good as Ex-Wives. So what are your final thoughts, Claire? Or, if you want, we can do a quiz before the final thoughts. Oh my god. Alright, why (laughs) not? Do you get a choice of before or after? Um, Let's do final thoughts first. (laughs) Alright. Okay, final thoughts. I enjoy the songs. I think musically it's very well established. All the songs are very nice in their own way. And it's incredible how they can incorporate so many different music styles into one show and like I said or as we said is heavily influenced by the modern day hip-hop so Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with the more traditional musical numbers like I feel like you would enjoy this one because it's very similar to the the modern day music you will listen to on the billboard chart or something so very modern very approachable and very easy to get into i think and most of the vocals most of the performance are just really impressive and honestly just such a pleasure to watch um mm-hmm. and even you're just listening to the soundtrack it's gonna be nice so nice words about this musical but i also have some criticism so oh. As a musical, I feel like it fails to do what a musical should do, and and that is to tell a story. There is no really a lot of, like, changing the costume. There is no storyline. It's very straightforward, almost. And I appreciate that it it is the style of this musical, that it's a concert style. It's just not something for me, I feel like. Um, And I generally appreciate acting and singing in a musical I feel like that's what makes a musical unique Mm -hmm. from just purely singing Mm -hmm. and just purely acting like a movie Mm -hmm. so I always enjoy the combination of both the acting and the singing and I feel like that is what's missing in this musical so I feel like it would be a very nice like I don't know like a college project or something or something that you would listen to when you're bored but I wouldn't necessarily pay like a hundred dollars ticket to go watch this because it just for me it's not meant to go anything beyond like a concert Mm -hmm. so I treat it more as a concert and plus like between the numbers the interactions between the queens are very limited to surface level competition and I get it that it's what it's designed to do but it's just very 
bland almost. Like it, there is not much depth to it, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of the jokes are funny. Yes, and that is only if you know the language well, if you know the historical context well. When you said that most people who don't speak German can get the German jokes, I actually didn't get it. Oh no! <laughs> so, okay, sorry. <laughs> I didn't okay. really just do anything. No, I, I'm just saying that not everybody is familiar with the language enough to be able mm-hmm. to get everything mm-hmm. out of the musical. Even though they do have very smart jokes and very smart puns, um, but I just don't feel like it's very commonly known to everybody. So that's just my take. So I feel like if I treat it as purely just um, a musical concert, mm-hmm. I definitely 100% enjoy it. If I have to treat it and see it as a musical, then it kind of falls below my expectation just because there isn't a lot of acting involved. But all in all, I think the music is really good. So in that regard, I, I'll still listen to the songs. I actually mm-hmm. have been listening to the songs since I watched it. Oh, um, nice. And I really enjoy them. So yay. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. It is very unusual for a musical. There is a plot I am gonna say but it is rather flimsy and it is very unusual in terms of like it constantly addresses the audience so it does feel like a concert and um, the lines between it being a concert and it being a full-fledged musical is blurred it's definitely not traditional so I could totally say see where you're coming from personally it worked for me because um, it got me to like think about a time or an era that I wasn't familiar with and I thought very enjoyable to like learn a little bit more and see like all the different historical references that they make. I it it was kind of like going on a on a treasure hunt or like a discovery and that was very very fun. So I appreciate it for that. Um I also really like the songs for the ma- majority of it at least. Uh and the performances were breathtaking whenever you hear it even if it's on Spotify, which is how I um, initially got exposed to it or seeing the version on YouTube which is how probably a lot of other people were exposed to it or seeing it live if you're lucky enough um, and you are probably going to have a queen you can connect to because there are so many of them and uh, get really involved by it so I think it's a good way to get you into the historical spirit if you weren't into it already and do it in a very well, what I thought at least was an accessible way. It might not be the most accessible way in the end, but to me, I, I got an accessible spirit from it. So I like it very much. And I think the fact that it's short can also be a point in its favor because making it short is making it more accessible. A lot of people see like a two and a half hour musical and they get really scared or intimidated by it. And having something that is not only popish and modern, it's also something that comes from history, which is something that usually is very like academic or reserved. And a lot of people might be scared to listen to it. I think this this is doing history a lot of good, even with the historical accuracy. People can get interested, get captivated, and learn for, for themselves, and also get into musicals in general. I think it's a good entryway. So yeah, I, I regard it pretty highly. So before we're going to give our final rating, Claire, are you, have you been doing the musical I was speaking, the musical, have you been doing the quiz while I was speaking or? Yes, I did. I already completed it. Did you? No, I did not. I was speaking. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you might be doing it while I was speaking, but okay. No. (laughs) Um, So you read us what, uh, what you got and I will complete it. Okay. So do you want to take a guess? Uh, um, like who I got you give me a vibe of um, hmm, probably Catherine Parr interesting what did you get I, I got uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I got ah, I know it <laughs> good guess good guess yeah and any blurbs no there, there there is none oh no it's just like a quote from the song but that's it yeah. So what about you? Out of curiosity, who did you say you identified with most? Oh, I already forgot. <laughs> I'm already close there, sorry. Princess Leia, Elle Woods, Hermione Granger, Daenerys Targaryen, Regina George, or Cinderella? I think I say Hermione. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to guess who I got? Catherine of Aragon? No, <laughs> I also got Catherine Parr. Oh, um, okay, nice. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think we probably had a lot of similar choices. Yeah. If you guys want to take the same quiz, um, the quiz is from Theater Nerds. Oh so the name of the quiz is Six Personality Quiz. Which wife of Henry VIII are you? All right. So that concludes this very short episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to have a conversation about this episode or any other episodes or even give us suggestions, you can find us on Podway Podcast on Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can email us at podwaypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you in our next episode. Bye, guys.